What's up, guys? Welcome out to another show. I am excited to have you guys here with me today. I uh, am bringing on a guest who I had on here two years ago as he was getting ready to play for the Idaho Horsemen's professional football team here in the good old city of Nampa. Um, it's our professional indoor football team in Idaho. We talked to him back then about his experience in football. We got to know him as an athlete. Well, now we're going to get to see, we're doing a revisit of his career since then, the ups and downs of what he's learned in indoor football, learning how to play football at the professional level, learning what it's like to go through injuries, what were some of his favorite memories, his teammates, his favorite mentors, what it's all about and what we can expect from him moving forward, as well as his aspirations in sports media, because he has goals and aspirations to, you know, continue to grow in that field outside of just the sport of football. So we're going to get to to talk to our guy here. We're revisiting our conversation um, and really seeing what's been up with our professional wide receiver, Justin Clarkston. This is the Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game Time Boost. This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's good, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru podcast. As you guys heard in the introduction, I am uh, doing a little bit of a recap, bringing on a, on a guest that we had on Two years ago, uh, on, I believe it was episode 193, professional football player, wide receiver, uh, has some experience in the indoor football game, the, the arena football game. And today we're going to hear about what's been going on over the last two years, what we can expect from him moving forward as he's making his return to the Idaho Horsemen, who happen to be the local indoor football team here in Idaho. Uh, but what he's been doing in the last two years in the sport, some of the adversity he's overcome. And yeah, like I said, what we can expect from moving forward. So before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't done so already, trying to build up my YouTube channel in 2023, it was one of the things I wish I would have done six years ago. I always tell people, you know, what would I have done differently with the podcast six years ago than I've done now? Pretty much nothing besides the fact that I would have built my YouTube platform a little bit stronger. So if you ha have a second, go click the subscribe button on YouTube. Just help me get the subscriber base up there. I'm trying to get over to a thousand subscribers. We only got about 300 and like 16 right now, I think, or 317, something like that. So just help me build that subscriber base up because we've already taken it into 180 countries on the audio side. Now we got to get the video side popping on YouTube. So just do me a favor if you could do that, and uh, we'll get rocking and rolling here. So just want to welcome back to the show Mr. Justin Clarkston himself. Justin, thanks for, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, no, thanks for having me back for a second time. So I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. You were uh, one of my favorite interviews, and then, you know, it was cool is after – talking to you and just getting to watch your guys' season that year and kind of seeing how things transpired. Um, you know, I want to I want to take it back to that season, Justin, uh, if you remember. I mean, it's been two years, but um, the Horsemen had a pretty good year that year, but there were some struggles at the the quarterback position. I think that was like when quarter every, everything was going right with the team <laughs> until it wasn't. Yeah. And that caused a little bit of, of, of riffles there because I guess – the quarterback position, especially you as a wide receiver, it's it's vital. Yeah, yeah. Success. So talk to me about that, like how, you know, what happened that that season and, you know, how I guess you were able to adjust to it because as a wide receiver, I'm sure that's frustrating because you have somebody who can get you the ball, then all of a sudden there's a little shift in personnel and, and it, the game plan changes a little bit. So how did that that first season with the Horsemen go? And, and, and talk to us about your experience that year. That year was a crazy year, but – 
honestly, I wouldn't change it though. I think the people, the guys on those team on that team, they um, those are like my real brothers. Like I, I talk to a handful of guys every day, really. Um, what a lot of people saw just from the outside perspective was, um, oh, they're a good team, but they, you know, they have court, they have quarterback issues. They, they, they have a different quarterback every week. We don't know what's going on. On the inside, we just tried to figure out. We know we had guys like we we could have gone. We feel like the quarterback position, that problem that we had wasn't a problem that was going to hurt us. We felt like we still could compete with whoever with whoever was at that quarterback position. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether it was Hayden, Chad, Geo, Frank, James Oates. That's five I just named. But we had we had 10 people take a snap that at some point that season hunter took a snap so that's six uh jaquan took a snap seven a b eight um who else rashad nine um there's definitely one more i can't think of the last one maybe it was nine but still like a lot of people yeah and to have gone that far with that many people taking a snap at quarterback, I think that's unheard of. I think that's a, a testament to how good we were as a team, how good we we, we gelled together, how could how good we can, you know, see that adversity and face it regardless and still make the championship, still give Chi City a run for their money and still, you know, be together in the end. Yeah, totally. That that season was wild. So I'm it's cool to hear it because we always talk about the brotherhood aspect of sports, you know, and I try to tell the athletes that I coach about that, like good, bad, indifferent, whatever, like you're going to have those memories that you'll, you know, you'll lean back on for the rest of your yeah. life. There's a lot of things you can learn from in those, you know, tough moments. That season was crazy though. Um, for those who aren't following me on Instagram, I had the chance, you know, I, I like to follow the horsemen and um, coach Chris, he, he, he's given me an opportunity to be able there and to go there and show some, you know, highlights on my Instagram page and so forth and grab some stuff. And I went to the, the championship game, I drove down to the Tri-City or drove up to the Tri-Cities. That's where my wife's from. Drove there that night and watched that game. And even though you said all that, like, just just to do a quick little recap, you guys had that game in the bag. So, like, people, they think they're going to look at it and be like, oh, they lost championship. No, nah, dude, like, you guys were probably about four minutes away from sealing the deal on that game, even with all the adversity that you had gone through beating them Definitely. in their own home. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like one of those situations where, like, yeah, you actually had that game pretty close to being won. And uh, and I always like, I thought that was a cool season. I thought it would have been an awesome way to go out because, uh, yeah, this, the quarterback situation was like the 49ers of this year, but enhanced <laughs> by like five. Yeah. Like, everybody's taking snaps and it's just like, what do we do? But you just got to keep going. Yeah. Um, you know, before that season started, when I interviewed you, Justin, we talked about the, you know, you had college football experience um, and now you're getting into the arena game. And we talked about the speed of the game. So talk to me about like what you've learned in the last two years, whether it was with the horsemen or when you, you know, and we'll talk about that in a second where you went and everything, but the last two years of playing in the arena game, just understanding the game, like what has been the biggest thing that you've learned now that you didn't know back then specifically? This is crazy. This is really like a, like a full circle moment. Um, it's, I learned so much this time at, that I spent playing arena football that I learned about myself. I learned about, the game in general, you know, I learned that you got to be able to make 
things happen fast. And I know that's that's just fo- that's football, you know. But when it's smaller, when the arena's smaller, when it's less people, when it's more focused on the individuals because it's smaller, so it's it's more to see. You can see what's going on a lot easier than you can on the full field with eleven people. Um, I just think it was just adversity, just adversity and the the hard work that it takes to be a professional, regardless in what sense. You know, it's not it's not the NFL, it's not anything like that, but it's still professional. These are still grown men. These are still people who are trying to go further. These are still people who are trying to uh, take what you have. You know, it's the same game. It's still competition. And I think that's the huge thing going against guys who are 5, 10, 15 years older than me who who has been in this game for a while. They know the the, the, the tricks, the how to get by. They know these little things that a guy like me who just started won't really understand, but you just have to pick up along the way. So I think it's just how you can handle the experience and how you can, and as a person, how you can, you know, adjust on the fly and move forward. Totally, man. Totally. You know, during, you know, season two, I'll call it season two. So first season was two years ago. You came to the horseman. Um, and then the next season, so that was last year, you didn't start with the Horsemen. Talk to us about what the plan was for last season um, as you got going so that people kind of know where you went after that first year with the Horsemen. So after the Horsemen, my first year, my goal was to just um, – and I, I might have said this on the first time we had talked. My goal was to go as far as I can, as fast as I can. I want to be able to use – my platform where I'm at as a stepping stone to get to the highest level, right? After the horseman the first year, my first year, I got opportunities from other leagues, other arena teams. I ended up going to the IFL with the San Diego Strike Force. Um, so that was a crazy opportunity because I felt like in my head, I, I, this is what I wanted and I knew I could do it. But in my head, I felt like it, it, it's, a, it's a crazy experience because you don't get guys like me right away who are going to just the highest level of arena football. You know, they always get those guys from the the older guys who have played NFL, info camps, the D1, you know, guys who just something happened and it didn't pan out. They get the first dibs at that as many things, you know, but so I, I was just, I was in shock and I was in awe that I got the opportunity to get there and to go there. So I was in my mind, I was like, this is it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to use this opportunity and show that I belong here and show that this isn't, I'm still the guy I say I am, you know, I'm, I'm still that guy who can, who can make things happen at a higher level, you know? And um, so I ended up going to the standing strike force. It was a, it was a crazy experience actually. Um, mentally, physically, same thing, but physically it, it's, it's the same, you know, you're not going to, it's from the horseman physically to the San Diego strike force. It, I, I didn't feel much of um, a huge jump, you know, obviously the guys in this league that I played with for the horse, my first year, easily those guys could move up, you know, but it's just opportunity. It's all about the looks you have. Like I, like I said, I talked to Hunter Belzo, um, you know, Abe, Abe, Link, Abe all the time, uh, yeah. Ralph. And it's just like, we, talk all the time and how like it's just all about opportunity you know it's all about how 
the looks you get. So I think we can all play there if we just got the opportunity. Um, but let me just, I'm jumping. So no, let good, me you're good. back to the San Diego experience. So I ended up getting down there to camp and I was, I was anxious, man. I was, I was just seeing guys. And for me, it's, it's, I got to get myself mentally there. I got to know that if I'm mentally in the game, physically, it's all just going to come, you know, obviously I got to stay ready and I got to get ready. But when I'm there, when I'm locked in mentally, it's not going to, nothing's going to take me away, but it's the same way opposite too. If I'm not locked in, I can go down, I can drop, I can drop, I can keep going lower if I'm not there mentally. If I have any doubt in my mind, that's going to take over for me. Um, so I get there and I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm, all the guys are cool. It's a huge, it's a huge opportunity. And obviously being back in my hometown, not mean not San Diego, but being back in Southern California, it was just like, okay, this is a, this is a chance for me to be seen, for me to do something. So I get there and we're going through camp. It's honestly, the horseman is by far the hardest camp I've ever done. Really? We, the, and not even just the running wise, like coach, <laughs> I, anybody who's played with the horseman, they know what I'm saying. Like we we're just conditioned. We're conditioned. We may, and that's, we, we always made jokes about that. My first year with the horseman, we may lose, but I promise you, we're not gonna be tired. <laughs> like we're, you're going to be, you're going to win and be tired. We're losing, but we're not gas We're we can keep going two, three more quarters. That's you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we always, and that's what we always felt like we had a chance. Cause we, we, we didn't get tired cause we couldn't, cause we're so tired in practice. The games felt easy, you know? Yeah. And that's, I, I, I try to keep that going. I try to go hard in practice. So the games were easy. Right. So get to San Diego and we're going through practice. We're going through, we know we have meetings, we have um, film, we have install. And it just feels like a real, like, okay, like now I'm really at the highest level of arena football, you know, so I'm doing something. It feels good to be, to be able to see the competition wise and be like, okay, I'm here too. Yeah. I can, I can hang here. I'm comfortable. I know that I could, be successful here. You know, I, I made my, my share of plays. I made my, I think I definitely made my mark. And I, and it's funny because I've always, I've always felt like I'm going to save that. So first, um, cause I got something good to say right there. So, uh, <laughs> so go to get to camp the last couple of days, you know, people are getting cut. You start seeing people leaving. It's like, okay, wow. Who's next? You know, um, the last week of camp, I, I'm going to tell this story. So I get a call, right? This is the, the, like the camp ends on Friday, I think. And I think I got a call on Thursday or if it was, if the camp ended Thursday, I got a call Wednesday, but it was the day before I'm, I'm, uh, I get a phone call and it's from the, the, the coach. Right. So I, I answer, I'm like, you know, hello. He's like, he's like, Justin, how you doing? I, I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm just chilling. He's like, you want, can you come up to my room when you get a chance? I was like, oh, so I, I was like, are you, are you cutting me right now? Oh, then wow. he's like, I can he imagine. Was, the feeling. Okay, he was right. like, he was like, we'll talk about that when you get here. I was like, oh, uh, okay. so I go to my, go to my room. I talk to my guys. I was like making jokes. Like, All right, y'all, I'm out of here. I appreciate it. You know, it's been fun. I get to the room and the quarterback's in there. I'm like, dang, you going to cut me in front of, in front of him? And he, and he, the quarterback was like, man, if I was going to, if you were getting cut, I wouldn't be here. Right. So I was like, okay. So I get there. I sit down. He's like, you, you looking nervous. I was like, man, I mean, of course, I mean, you calling me in your room at 10, at 10 PM. Like what's, what's going on? So, and he was just saying like, you know, we want you to be 
the big receiver. We want you. We you're the guy. We want to ride with you, right? And I was like, whoa! Like, I didn't think this was gonna go like this at all. You know what I'm saying? That's so crazy. what? A, what my, a, that's that's probably such a relief. I'm just like thinking it in my head. I'm like, you know, you're getting laid off from work almost, and then it's like, oh, oh. Okay. I was just like, and he was like, you look, you you relax. I was like, man, how can I relax? Like, and at this point, we're watching the, the game is on in the bag. I, I I can't remember who was playing. I think the Jazz were playing someone. But I'm like, we're chilling. I'm just like, okay, I, I, it just feels like a release, you know? Yeah. And to get that acknowledgement was a great feeling for me. So I, he tells me that he's like, just keep doing what you're doing, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get something done, man. So I left. That next day of practice, right? I'm hyped. I'm I'm like, okay, let's let's just keep doing it. Let, let's let's take this to another level. Let's 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 be the guy. So we're doing one-on-ones, right? And um he asked me what I want. I was like, man, come on, you know what, you know what I want to do. So we were in the jump ball. And I'm going and I go up and I remember I caught it. I landed on my ankle. Sprained my ankle. But at that point, I'm so hyped. Yeah, that's how you make a catch. That's how you big dog laying on the ground. That's how you big dog him. Man, where's where's the quarterback? Man, great throw. Dapping everybody up to oh, Justin, relax. Relax. Man, no, I can't relax. I'm hyped right now. I don't, I know I'm hurting, but I don't know to what extent, you know? Yeah. So I try to get up and I'm limping, but I'm like, okay, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And I sit down for a while because I don't finish practice. My ankle swells up. Oh, yeah. I can't walk. I'm just like, man, what's going to happen now? You know, that was like the last week or so before camp. So that was a crazy thing. And I'm, and I'm walking around, you know, I'm trying to rehab. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to force myself to get out there just, just to show that I can fight through this. Right? I get it taped up and I just can't do it. I'm on crutches. And, um, you know, your my coach in, in college just say this, your best uh, ability is your availability. Yeah, I wasn't available. So, you know, they had to they had they released me. And um, that was hard. That was really hard for me mentally, because it's like. I get it, but and I get it to business and I wasn't I wasn't able, but it's like to be able to make it that far. And to get that acknowledgement and to just have it gone is is was super hard. And I always feel like I'm. I feel like I'm the I'm the people's champ a lot, you know, like. Yeah people telling me like the coach told me that my, my, my friends who I met along the way down there, they're uh, DMing me and was like, Oh, they let you go. Like, man, like that, that's crazy. And it's like, that's, that's why I feel like I get the acknowledgement from people, but I never get, I never feel like I get the acknowledgement from, I want to be the champ champ. You know, I want to be the, the guy who I want to, I want to be able to play. I want to be able to get out there and show it, you know? Yeah. But I feel like I never get that opportunity and I never, and you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but I think I learned a lot, just how to deal with adversity, how to deal with injuries, how to deal with fighting back mentally, physically. Um, and I got to a point where it was like, you know what, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, it was so, so hard to get there. And I think that's a huge thing that people need to hear young athletes, athletes today who are just, dealing with something and it's like if you didn't make it not because of your ability because you just physically couldn't and that and that's a part of the game you know totally that's it's, it's a hard pill for some people to swallow um 
And so I kind of want to dive into the mindset part of it because you mentioned something that your college coach said, your best ability is your availability, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so true. It is so true. And sometimes these athletes, um, they might be on the verge of like making a varsity program or maybe they made varsity. And I, I know this because I coach basketball and these kids, they'll, they'll make their varsity team and maybe they suffer a sprained ankle early in the season. Well, that puts them down in the rotation. Maybe they're out for three weeks. And, and so like they're down in the rotation, but what, you know, and, and this is where I'd like to get your advice some more on the me- mentality side of things though, Justin, because you got released. Let's say for these kids that are like, they can't get released in high school necessarily if they're already on the team, but they can yeah. get benched. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, work their way back up into the ro- the, the rotation. Mm-hmm. Mentally that messes with kids um, yeah. because they, they know what they're able to do. They know what their athleticism is, but now they've got to find now when they're healthy, not only are they healthy, but they've got to find a way to fight back into the rotation. So maybe they play three games and they're only getting six, seven minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to show it to their coach. And it, it's a mental grind because then they go home and they're like, is this worth it? Is, mm-hmm. it, is it what I want? The, these college coaches aren't going to see me. They're yep. going to see me sitting on the bench. This isn't going to be worth it. What do I do here? So it's a mental grind when you go through an injury, I guess, from the mentality side of things, knowing what you know now, you went through it and you went through the adversity last season. You had to get yourself right. And obviously you're still playing because you were able to, you know, continue on with a different team last year at the end of the season. And you kind of got some reps in and now you're playing with the horsemen this year and you're still able to play at the professional level. What's the advice you'd give from a mentality standpoint for these young athletes that go through the injury? I just think, you know, the injury doesn't define you, you know, people are going to people coaches, they're going to feel like they do. They're doing what's best for them. You know, it's hard to, to feel for, Obviously, the coaches feel if the coaches have a heart, you know, they feel for the person, for the player, but they got to do what's best. They got to keep moving forward. They can't just dwell on you being, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to be OK. He's going to be good. What if you don't? You know, so they have to move on. And I and that, it is what it is. It's a business. It's they got to look out for themselves. So for the, the athlete, on the other hand, I think you have to you can't take it personal. You know, you got to realize it's it's a business in the sense high school, you know, yeah, but you yeah, know what no, I mean. You got to realize like it's it's not personal. So you have to do your best to just keep it there. Keep it surface. Keep your they're not attacking you as a as a person. It's not anything you did. It's a situation. So I just think you have to for me, I had to keep that in mind. I had to just realize that it's okay. I got to get better and I got to work and I got to do what I can for who I can. You know? Yeah. And that's why I just always I just always had in the back of my mind, like, okay, I'm getting better. I feel good. I'm this is progress for me. And it's at the end of the day, it's helping the team. Maybe not like it's maybe like for the high school, it's helping the team. You're getting better. For me and for people who get released, you're 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 gonna you're helping yourself and you're you're going, excuse me, you're gonna be able to help someone else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it's all about just you gotta keep moving forward. You can't look at these experiences and just say, that's it. If you don't want it to be, you know, right. If you want to keep going, you definitely can. So it's just all about just trying to just block it all out and have your blinders on and just keep moving forward. The totally. is the most important thing is you just got to get better, get healthy. When you get healthy, when you get the opportunity to get in, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to make the most of it. You got to be ready. Think, that's yeah. the point. You know, you got to be ready when your number is called. You, you could be healthy. You haven't, you could be healthy. You can miss three games, get healthy. You're perfectly fine. You could, you could not play in the next five games, 
But when that sixth game comes, when you get called on, you gotta, you gotta, you can't look like you missed a beat, you know. And I think that's the main thing. I think you gotta realize everything. You you gotta be a professional, even when it's you know what I'm saying in high school too. You know, you gotta be able to just when your name is called, you gotta go in. And NFL, a, a backup quarterback is like they gotta be ready. They're they're in, they're not anticipating getting, getting in the game, but when they do, they have to play like the starter. Oh, totally. You almost prep as a starter every week, whether you see the floor exactly. or, the court, or whatever it may be, the field. You got to prep as if you're a starter every single game. Um, you know, it, it's it's just such a – sports are – I mean, there's a lot of politics in sports, and I think kids just don't have that the toughness anymore. Uh, but I can promise all the, all the young kids, especially like talking to people like yourself who are at the professional level, if you're good enough – People will see you. Even you if will you're on be the seen. Bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you're on the bench, like they will see you. But like, I love what you just said, Justin. And and that's like, when you're called upon, you better be able to do it. I, I spoke to a high school coach here that's local in Idaho. His name's Jeff Saner. He coaches Meridian High School's basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, they just won the state championship two years ago and lost in the semis last year. But he told me once, because uh, I was talking to him, I'm like, you know, I'm a shooter, but I, I can get really, you know, warm in warm-ups and stuff. And then I, if I'm coming off the bench, though, like, it kind of sucks because you, you get out of rhythm mm-hmm. and he goes, yeah, but the thing is like, you better come in hot. Uh, yeah. if, if you're coming off the bench, there, there's no excuses at that point. He goes, I don't care what kids are getting in rhythm, whatever. Like you don't get rhythm shots. You got to come exactly. in there and ready to shoot. So, um, and I've always kind of taken that with any sport. You just got to come in, come in there ready to play. So exactly. it's cool to hear that from you, man. So here's another question I had you and it kind of branches off of what you were talking about earlier. And you were talking about the professional game. You got to act as a professional. Well, those who listen to the show, I've had yourself, a couple of other uh, professional athletes that played at the, in- the indoor game. And, you know, it's not the highest paying job in the world. In fact, a lot of the times in indoor football, the majority of the time, it's not a livable income off of itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So and that's just the reality. And so sometimes guys are living off their savings or whatever, or they're they're working part time while they're playing yeah. football. But you still have to act as a professional because it yeah. is professional sports. Yes. So here's the thing. What's the biggest lesson you've learned so far in this regard? Because to me, professional football, especially at the indoor level, sometimes Justin can can look like, at least in some organizations, almost like a junior college where, and, and hear me out, in the sense of the kids are trying to use it as a, a leaping stone, right? They're trying to use this as, a, as an opportunity to get better and get reps and stuff, but using it as a platform to get seen so they could go somewhere else at a higher level. Yeah, Junior college is very similar. They try to do this. So it almost seems like some guys have their own agendas. So it's harder to get a team unity because some guys want their own agenda to try to like get to another team. Mm-hmm. So I guess, how did you best go about continuing to be a professional when you have those additional, like that additional noise, you might have to work a part-time job on the side. You might have to do this. Everyone's trying to get theirs while at the same time trying to win a championship. I guess, how do you block out the noise and still act as a professional? I think for me, I have a good, um, support system around me um and it's just you're and i've always been told you know you have to put on the to what's the word you have to make it seem like you're always the best even if best person best person you can be it's like the definition of character you know what i'm saying yeah doing what doing the right thing when no one's watching or when you think no one's watching you know, it's like, and that's always what it is. You always have to, you're a professional in everything, you know? So it's like, if you're not necessarily on the field, you're in the community, you're at your job, you can't be seen as the guy who's slacking. You can't be seen as the guy who's goofing around, who's messing things up, you know? Totally. It's And I, I think that's what 
I think that, that and that's a hard thing, you know, about being in arena football where you said, like you said, it's not livable. But I think for me, the motivation was to, you know, you got to keep moving on. You have to do what you have to do. So it's, that's what's getting me through. Okay. I'm, I'm working at this point, but then I got to get, I got to keep working come practice and I got to be able to turn it on and be able to realize, okay, I'm just, I'm doing this because I have to, but when I get here, this is where I want to be. And this is where, this is what's going to make me move fo- forward. You get okay. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just, it's all about mental. It's all about just putting your focus on the necessary things. Totally. And I think it's hard for some people. I think it's hard. I think it's hard for a lot of people. I'm not going to name any names, but when I came into the season last for the my the second season, the end of last season, uh-huh. it was people who like um, out of state guys who who came here to play, but they're working full time. They're missing practice to work. Yeah. What's 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 going on? You know, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to just vacation that uh, you have a free place to live? You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's just all about priorities and what you what you want to do. You know, you come out, you're out of state guy going wherever. Um, there's no way you should let the job that you're working interfere. You know what I'm saying? I dig it. Yeah. So, no, but, I totally you know, get it. People in this perspective, people look at things differently. You know, people yeah, have sure. people have other needs that they need to fulfill back at home, you know, I'm in state, I'm out of state here, but I live, I live in a, in Texas. So I have to make money to go back there. And why are you not, why are you not back there working? Why are you, why are you wasting your time here? Totally. Well, so, and, it, and, it, and it makes it tough for the teammates too. If you're playing a exactly. team, like, how, you're not bought in. It, it doesn't feel like you're with us. Yes. Yeah. That, that and that makes it tough. And I, I see that it's not just here, right? That's why I was yeah. saying, I've talked to the professional athletes, even, um, Man, I, I will be honest, even at the USFL and XFL levels, I mean, it's not, they're getting paid a decent amount of money. So it, it kind of shifts people's mentalities when they are able to make a quote unquote livable wage because then you can truly just focus on the sport you're supposed to be playing. Uh, but I've heard stories similar to this, even. But, but it's all about the, the personal agenda, too. It's yes, like, exactly. so, say, so say I got a decent part time job and I'm making enough money. I'm making really, say I'm making really good money at this part time job, right? Or have a lot of savings where I don't need to work. I'm playing here so I can move up, but it's just agenda. I don't care if we win a championship. I don't care about any of that. I'm getting my film and I'm playing for six games and I'm leaving regardless. Yeah. That puts everybody else in a hole, you know? Yes. And who knows? Like, I don't know. I have a couple of friends on the XFL rosters, but it's like, I haven't talked to them, but it's like, so who knows? They're thinking the same thing, you know? Yeah. I'm playing these games here, then I'm going to the NFL. Totally. So it's like, it, it's hard to, to get, comfortable people it's hard to get and i think that was one of the best things with the horse in my first year we all all the we all bought in we were all prepared we no one we we weren't expecting anybody to say okay we're leaving obviously the quarterback situation we had to get other guys in here and that was a revolving door but everybody else we knew what we, we were getting we weren't oh he's gone like he 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 left and go went to another team that wasn't happening totally you know that's hard and you know i i uh talking to coaches and stuff like coach Chris, like for the horsemen, bless their hearts, man. That's not an easy job because you're a man yourself or a man or a woman, but like in this case, coach Chris is a man and he's, he's sitting here with other grown men, but having to like navigate those waters too, just like you're saying, having to deal with all the different personalities, different agendas and so Mm -hmm. forth. It's, it's just a tricky situation. So it's cool to hear the insight of the, the indoor football game, you know, 
that could be a good show if somebody could give the insights of that as an athlete you know i always wondered like you know i always thought it was cool when when athletes now that they can do nil stuff and get paid off their stuff they can do podcasts and youtube channels and stuff but a couple years back the ucf kicker if you guys remember he was a kicker for ucf he made a youtube channel as a as a an athlete so he was like talking about what it was like to be a d1 athlete he's a kicker at ucf destroying right what was that destroying was it that i don't know i think it was him it might have been well he got he got in trouble he got his scholarship revoked yeah because he was making money off youtube and at that point they couldn't do nil like they didn't have any money coming in they weren't allowed to have money outside their scholarship but i remember actually watching some of those because he actually even though he shut his youtube channel down Mm -hmm. he um the episodes and stuff that he created the little you know vlogs that he created were still leaked out there yeah you watch them i thought it was the coolest thing in the world so i was also i was i was saying this i told these high school athletes i've told i mean i would tell you the same thing i would love to have like a podcast or a youtube channel if if the coach of that organization allowed it to talk about the life of an at like here's what our practices are like like i gotta go to work in the morning i gotta go practice this day i gotta get some sleep here's our weight lifting together this is what we're trying to do. This is what it's like to ride in a bus together or a little car together to try yeah. to go to these games that are like seven hours away. Like <laughs> I would love to like see the insight of what mm-hmm. it's like, you know, anyway, th- that's this is something I was thinking of, but okay. I want to know from uh, your experience so far, Justin, you know, playing in Idaho before, when I interviewed you, you hadn't actually gotten here yet. Uh, yeah. And I met you and stuff in person and stuff and whatnot, but I want to know your thoughts on Idaho, good old Idaho. Cause I'm born and raised here, but I know for sure, like there's some better places out there in the world, but, um, <laughs> I just want to know your thoughts on the good old state of Idaho. You know, <laughs> I, I, Idaho's a great place. You know, like I said, PR. Yeah, I, 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 I talked to, I like I, said, I talk to Hunter, Ralph, and AB every day, and um, um, we always say like, okay, that experience was the best experience. You know, like it was the the people here. They're so. They're, they're welcoming, you know, and it's like, obviously, you know, you get the, I, all, I like, I can't speak of all of Idaho though. That's the thing. I know Meridian, a little piece of Nampa and Boise, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like Treasure Valley. You got, you got the right place. Yeah. Like, so it's like, county. all I can speak for is that it, it, and it's been a welcoming place. It's been a, it's been a good place. It's been comfortable you know it, yeah. it's it's nice you know the weather you know i'm not i'm not too fond of the snow but you know other than that it's a good time i'm 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 happy to be able to play here and to help build something you know hopefully yeah. in the future it's it's it just keeps going forward it keep, keeps getting bigger I, I just want it to keep getting the recognition that totally. it deserves for that the horsemen deserve you know that they what they're doing for young athletes who are trying to pursue their professional career totally yes sir i um i just was always interested in that and i love hunter i love like i love those guys you're talking about too man those, it's been fun covering y'all because i get to know you guys more on a personal level just kind of being yeah. on the sidelines and stuff and just chatting with y'all and it's, it's it's always been fun just kind of seeing who you are not not even in football just kind of chatting with you about life and stuff so um that's cool but Idaho's it's interesting, but I'm glad it's been welcoming. We're trying to get this, you know, popping over here. I think, you know, if you guys haven't come out to a horseman game and you're listening to this, uh, you need to, it's fun. Come check it out. It's it's fast paced football. Um, sometimes they'll get a good crowd and sometimes it's a little bit, you know, smaller, but it's, it's always a good atmosphere regardless of how many people are there. So I would encourage people to go. All right. So Justin, you know, the horseman came up short last year. Um, 
And it seems like they've almost given up like that home field dominance in the league. Uh, it, it felt like that. Even though you guys are pretty dominant, the, the organization's been pretty dominant all around. Just a couple of losses last year, one of which was in the playoffs. Almost a monumental comeback, actually, that uh, happened. That was wild. Almost, almost made a comeback in the in the in the semifinal game or whatever. But you know, what can we expect from you guys? Because this year, in this league, the AWFC, the Tri City team, the Rush, are now they folded, which was wild because they they had some contractual this issues with their arena they were going to play in all sorts of stuff. they had a really good support system that's it's just the business of arena football that's what happens mm -hmm. a lot but they were the top dogs last year and they were arguably the top dogs the year before because they beat you all in the, in the championship and so they were kind of rising and they were doing pretty good but now they're gone and you guys have this inner what do you call it inner league like cross that you're going to do a yes. little crossover playing some other teams from other leagues which will be really exciting for fans but what do we expect? What what should we as fans expect from you guys, knowing what you know, like the personnel that you know is coming in, you yourself coming in? What can we expect from the Horsemen this year? Um, I've talked to AB, and uh, so he obviously wasn't here last season because um, he had tore his Achilles. And he said, I don't see why I shouldn't win another ring this year. And I said, okay, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. He's, I think the guys that we have, the, the leadership that we will have, the, the personnel, I think it's going to be great. I think we're going to be able to push each other. I think we're going to be, I think camp's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be, I, I, <laughs> once again, AB, he hasn't played in a long time. So he's, a, he's been a little, he's a little anxious, you know? So he, he said, he told me, don't take any, you my you my guy. Don't take anything personal during camp. <laughs> said, okay, thanks for the heads up. So you know I'm 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 expecting it to be intense. I'm expecting it to be competitive, and I'm expecting to to win. You know, um, we don't like you said the rush folded, and I'm you know I think we're all disappointed about that because we you want to be able to knock off the the top dogs. Yeah, you know, and I mean technically now that's that you you can say that's Wenatchee because they did beat us last. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think we're excited and I think we're going to we expect to win. You know, I'm just I'm saying that I'm not I'm not I'm, I never get too worried about the other people, though. It's always just like like I said, it's mentally and me personally. If, if I know I, if I'm locked in, I know that that person across from me can't can't do much, you know, and I'm, I'm expecting that whether we play Wenatchee, Oregon, any of those other teams from the other league, we expect to win. No, I dig it, man. I'm I'm hoping, but here's the deal: Oregon and Wenatchee, like you said, like those programs, those organizations are solid. Yeah, um, they're they're no slouch. No, yeah, man. It's gonna be some these 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 games are gonna be they're gonna be intense. They're gonna be hard. They're gonna be these these aren't gonna be oh, it's a seventy point lead. These aren't gonna be those types of games. I, I can say that. I think these games are gonna come down to the wire. I think it's gonna be intense the entire time and i think that's that's what makes it worth it you know we don't want to we don't want to go in there and just know we're going to blow a team out that that's no fun because no one plays it there when you when you have that feeling no one plays it there that they play there you know yeah and it's never gonna go any higher because we're already expecting to win so why should we do more you know totally yeah this is gonna be an exciting season i think it's gonna be slugfest on all those games that's a fun. It's a fun thing. It's good for fans too. It's it's just good for the overall sport, and it's good for your guys' development as well. Mm -hmm. 
So, Justin, one more question before I get to my last segment, which is going to be the Guru's Gauntlet, where I just rapid fire a few questions at you. This one is more so, um, you know, I've talked about NIL. I kind of referenced that earlier. And you and I have chatted off off record of, um, or I should say off air, uh, <laughs> about your aspirations of, of, of sports media and so forth. And, like, you know, nowadays, like I was saying, like, NIL is a thing for younger athletes, and they can go into the college game and start building a brand and so forth. Um, and a lot of them go the media route. They want to build – through media, whether it's podcasting, YouTube, vlogging, whatever, Instagram, trying to push their own stuff out there and, and all this stuff. But you had mentioned something yourself about, you know, sports media. And I wanted to kind of hear that and let the listeners know about your your goals and aspirations in, in sports media and what you're kind of looking to do in the future at some point, um, even, you know, during the playing days. And then whenever the playing days are over in a decade or so, whenever that is, let us know. Let us know what's going on with the sports media stuff, man. So... Media has always been a huge thing for me. It's a huge thing for everybody. You know, without the media, you know, what is without the Internet? What is anything? You know, Um, I got my degree from UC Davis and I feel like with that. I feel like. I can do that and knowing what I know about sports, being able to play sports. I know the ins and outs, I know the the in front of the camera like playing sports so i want to learn what it's like behind it you know yeah like i said i know football is gonna football is gonna gonna end you know and that that's a fact that's gonna it's gonna be an end for everybody so i think we have to figure out what's next and i think that's next i want to be able to whether it's broadcast whether it's uh podcast whether it's um just interviewing i just want to be able to stay in the sport because i think that's the the most important thing. And I think when you have these people who have played the sport, talking about the sport, I think it's a different, it's a different aspect, you know, I think because they have a better understanding of what's going on as opposed to people who are just, who just love focusing on the sport and who are really into it. But it's like, they don't, they don't know what it's like to be in it, you know? Yes. So I just want to be able to, to do that. I want to be able to stay involved in the sports. I want to be able to just be myself and be able to talk be able to interact with people and just be able to, you know, connect. And I think that's the huge thing. I think that's a, something about me that a lot of people don't know, being as quiet as I am, being as to myself. I think I like to think I'm really good at talking to people and I'm good at, you know, getting a feel for another person and how their vibe is going, what they're feeling and being able to move off that and be able to build off that. So totally. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens, man, with with the sports media stuff. I I think, like you said, more people need to be like you. The players and former coaches and former players should get into that if, if that's something they want to do because nothing pissed me off more as an athlete than like a coach who's never played, right? Yeah. Like, sprint, you do your down and backs. Like, dude, you you shouldn't be tired right now. I'm like, they'll be yelling at you. I'm like, dude, you haven't ever done down and backs and then tried to come over here and do a drill when you can't even catch your breath. Yeah. Shut up. You have no, no idea. You have no idea what it's like. And then you like, no idea. you got to hit your free throws. Well, okay, dude, I just got fouled <laughs> right at the, like I was going full speed, got fouled. I'm still trying to catch my breath. Yeah. It's so much more going on than the, than the average person can see. Yes, dude. We need more people who have actually been there to actually be sports. Like, and then you see these talking heads on the major outlets like ESPN <laughs> and stuff. The, the best ones, in my opinion, my humble opinion, it's not very humble, but <laughs> I love the shows where you've got like, former athletes doing podcasts yep. like you got steven steven jackson and matt barnes doing all the smoke that yep. podcast is phenomenal for basketball fans they get to 
talk about some of the stories of the game. And, you know, you've got, you've got broadcasters now, even in the dude last night, Greg Olson was doing the Super Bowl with the time of this recording last night was a Super Bowl. And Greg Olson was a former tight end, right? Like very good tight end. And it's just, you start to see more and more of these athletes doing it and it makes it such a better experience in my opinion. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to what you do, man. So as we wrap it up, I'm going to do the guru's gauntlet. I'm going to kind of rapid fire a few questions at you. Um, and some of them are sports related. I'm just coming up with these as we're, I, I don't have them scripted. So yeah, let's do I have it. ideas based on what you were saying. So, okay. Guru's gauntlet. Question number one, you've referenced a couple teammates of yours already, like a couple of the guys that you talk to on a daily basis, but so far in your professional football experience, you know, in the last two years, who is the, the best teammate you've had as far as an influence and why? I want to know why. So who was it and what did they teach you? I've, I said it, I've said his name multiple times, but honestly, that is probably Hunter Rezo. And for the fact that that dude is, that dude's a machine. You know, he taught me how to really work out. He taught me about dieting. He taught me how to, I think I learned to be a professional from him. And, and, and it's crazy because we're the same age. He's just getting started too when the horseman started. And, but he, he was so locked in all the time. And I think that's def so, yeah. Hunter is definitely taught me the most in my short career. <laughs> Good old Hunter. I had him on episode 248 of the show. Um, it was <laughs> later on in the year after he actually was playing over in Germany, I believe it was overseas and, and whatnot. And he is quite the example. I had his brother on as well. Stone was Stone's a, my guy. a really cool dude too. Like I love both of those guys. I love that whole family. Um, so they're, they're good people over there. That's cool. So Justin, in your professional career, what's your favorite memory and why? Like, tell us about your favorite memory. Was it a play that you made? Was it a game that you played in? Was it a practice? Uh, something somebody said, what was your favorite memory so far in your professional experience and why? Was it maybe the time when you were in San Diego and they told you, you know, they gave you that ac acclamation of like, Hey, like that acclamation, like the affirmation and let you know that you were like the guy, like tell us, tell us your favorite memory and why. <laughs> My favorite memory has to be, it was with the horseman, but it was, it wasn't football related. My favorite memories just came from that house that just living together with a bunch of different characters that you have no, that you've never met before, but you just become brothers, you know, like we were together 24 seven. So it's like, we get tired of each other and we just got to go in our rooms and then eventually we'll come back out. And then it's just, you walk out of your room and in the common area, it's always someone there. and It's always just something going on. It was just a, it was a great time. I remember one time uh, my cousin Jaquan, <laughs> he started freaking out one time because it was a, a tiny snake in his room. Oh, dude, but I don't do snakes either. No, so. me either. And I was just like, I said, we're from where we're from. That's the first time we've ever seen it. So he's freaking out. We hear him. He's like screaming. So we all come out. What's going on? It like rolls a snake. We're like, where? It's up under everything. So we like move it and it starts slipping out. So we end up catching it. We end up getting it out. And it's hilarious. And so just the stories that 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 happened, the memories in that house was a was a great time. I Yo, dude. It. Tell me this though. Would that not be an amazing like reality TV show? Like definitely 100 percent And I've one hundred percent. I and I, I might have to, you know, take you up on that. 
That would be, I would, dude, you put that up on a YouTube page and you tell Coach Chris, like, sign this waiver. We're all good. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That would be hilarious. Granted, dude, I wouldn't sleep in that room, though, if I found a snake in there. I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, it took him a while to go back in there, but he got over it eventually. Oh, man. All right. So, Justin, uh, in football, professional experience specifically, because we've talked about it before two years ago about your whole football experience, but now as a professional going through the adversity the last two years, everything ups, downs, all the good stuff all the bad stuff, whatever, what's the biggest life lesson your professional experience has taught you? Um, I think, I think I learned that everyone lives in their own reality. You know, everyone sees things differently. What makes sense to you may not make sense to me. What makes sense to me may not make sense to him but it's my reality. And I think you have to be able to adapt to that and just be able to accept what you see, accept what people give you. Do not try to build someone up or make someone seem like something they're not when they're showing you who they are. I like that. So that is, that's actually really important. And I'm glad you shared that something that everybody can probably take. And it's cool that sports have been able to show you that to this extent. So what can we expect to see from Justin Clarkston in the next five years? What would you like if you could like write a perfect script of your book? It never goes according to plan, right? Everything is always going to be a perfect script of what your life's going to be like. What, what's uh, Justin Clarkston doing in five years from today? Five years. Hmm. I, I, I don't know if I can give you that answer. <laughs> okay. That's I fair. really don't. I, I try to take one step at a time. Another thing I learned with playing with the horsemen and those guys, I learned to just, you know, be where your feet are. You know, I try to just, I try to attack every day. I try to wake up and make the decision to move forward every day because it's hard to, like you said, it doesn't go as planned. You know, you, you never know when it could be it, you know? So it's like, I try to just, and this is so hard for me and I'm saying it, even though it's something I need to work on. I try to just be in the now, you know? And I try to just be happy for the time being because you never know when it could change. You never know when something else could happen. So I try to just, you know, just be. I like it. And it's harder. Like, it's easier said than done. Easier said than done. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I always look ahead and I, and I stress myself out. I find a new thing. That, it's, it's like kind of like a game I play. I try to find a new thing to stress out about every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it, and it, but you know, I try to just, you know, figure it out. So Dude, I'm just I, trying to figure everything out, man. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to just, I'm definitely, I know, you know, this, this upcoming season, what I can say about that, not necessarily five years. I know it's kind of going away from what I said about being in the now, but I know that I definitely have unfinished business. I'm I'm not – this isn't my first time playing here. This is my first full season back, and I'm, I'm going to let it be known. You know, I'm going to let it – I'm not just going to just fade into the background like I've, I have been in high school, college. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be known. So, and that's, that's all I can, that's what I can say about that. I dig it. I, uh, I had one more question and kind of, it's similar to what you were just saying. Un unexpectedly, 
you know, one thing I've always noticed about you when you're playing is you've got a smile on your face all the freaking time, dude. You smile all the time. Um, and something that caught me off guard earlier is that you're talking about your San Diego experience when you caught the jump ball when you sprained your ankle and you're you're talking. So, like, you're talking on the ground. You're doing your thing. That's how you big dog it, this and that. That's awesome. So, I, I kind of – and then you were just saying, like, I'm going to let it be known. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. So I'm fully healthy and, and you got unfinished business. I guess uh, for those guys out there that are probably like you, who they play with a smile on their face, they're happy to play the game they, they love doing, whatever sport it may be, or maybe they're at a job all day and they actually enjoy doing what they do. I guess, uh, is there is there a way that you can turn it on? And you can still smile all day, but you can be, like uh, you can big dog it in your words, right? You can big dog it. How do you uh, flip it to be, still be competitive? You can smile, but don't mistake that as a weakness kind of thing. How do you do that? For me, I'm smiling all the time, and I don't know why. My my uncle just <laughs> my uncle called me ha- calls me happy to this day, and I just it's just it, it I think it became like a, a defense mechanism, you know, like a yeah. like a comfort thing, like just laughing things off, just smiling because I don't know what else to say, I don't know what else to do. So it's like so now I'm having fun, and I'm just you know I'm just I'm just going, I'm being me, I'm smiling, I just try to just be positive, you know, but. But when it when that switch flips, it's um I I I can't say I'm smiling. And I and I and I here's the thing. I know when when I'm when I'm getting to that point, and I know what happens when I get to that point, and I try to <laughs> I try to stay away from that point, you know, and it's like, but when it happens, it's I'm not smiling anymore. And it, and then now it's now we're serious. Now it's, and I'm not saying I'm not serious when I'm smiling, but it's like, if something happened, it's, it's going to be known. And I'm going to let you know when I do something back, you know, I'm going to, then I'm stuck, then I'm talking and then I'm, and then it's something like, whoa, we never, what's, what is this? And then, and that's what a lot, a lot of people, what happens to a lot of people. It, um, <laughs> it's just, it, it shocks a lot of people. No, I love it. That's that's the best. You're those are the dangerous ones, man. Yeah. You're like, whoa, okay, hold on. What, you're not you're not joking right now. No, no oh, definitely, oh, shoot, yeah, okay. I definitely know how to how to turn it on. I definitely know what those triggers are, and I try to. And obviously, and sometimes it's necessary for me at least because it's yeah. like it makes it all right, Justin. Let's they they want to see this. Let's give them this. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you know how to turn it on. You, you you've been around the game long enough. You know yeah. you know what the competitive side is. I love it. Justin, you're the man, dude. I appreciate you joining me and being willing to share your story. For those who are listening, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, I'm going to encourage all those who live here in the Treasure Valley of Idaho, uh, the good parts of Idaho, as, as Justin was saying. Meridian. <laughs> I didn't say the good part. Well, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> okay. Meridian. Okay. I love all Boy, Idaho. Come okay. out to a game. April 2nd, home game. I love it. PR appropriate. We'll keep it that way. <laughs> so if you guys are around here, yeah, come out here to the games. Come check it out at the, the Ford Idaho Center here in Nampa. Um, you guys will enjoy it. I promise you that. And you'll find more if you guys are following me on Instagram. I'll post more about it. Uh, you guys can follow the, the Horseman page on Instagram as well. They do a lot of good stuff there. They have a website that I'll post here in the description. Um, I'm always a fan of your guys' program, so I'm looking forward to seeing how you do. And just want to say thanks one more time, Justin, for uh, joining the show. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you more as the season gets kicked off. All right, man? I appreciate you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome, brother. And for all those who are listening, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.